0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about something that I think you'll find really interesting, and that is how to make sure that your self-care doesn't morph into a bad habit. As as you all know, self-care is like so used. It's such a term for everything at the moment. It comes up everywhere. Everyone keeps talking about self-care, self-care. It's kind of like boundaries, self-care and boundaries. Know, are coming up all the time. So, I I mean, self care is very important. Don't get me wrong. I, I talk about it all the time too, and hopefully in a way that's helpful to you. But sometimes self care can morph into becoming a bad habit. So, here are three tips to help you make sure that your self care routine isn't morphing into a bad habit. And then it's definitely not serving the purpose. But before we begin, I want to remind you about my latest book, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, which is for parents parents, teachers, caregivers, grandparents, un- uncles and aunts. This is to help three to two to 10 year olds manage their mental health. And as we know in today's age, wow, I mean, it's like in any age, it's hard to manage your mental health. But imagine teaching a child as young as two and three already, which is the age that I taught this to my youngest patients and my own four children. Imagine knowing how to manage your mental health from the age of two and three. And that's what this book will help you do, how to deal with the challenges of life. When a child doesn't have the mental skills to be able to understand what they're exposed to, it really does affect their mental health. And that can, as we know, early childhood experiences affect adulthood. To make it easier, I created a little character called Brainy, cartoon character that helps a child understand the journey of mental health. And we've made a little Brainy plush toy. And we have a Brainy and Friends coloring book, all helping to teach your children the skills of managing their mental health. And these bundles are all available with special discounts on our site, drleaf.com, and You'll be able to go to um, see the links in the show notes to go and order your bundle. Great present, great Christmas present in advance. Christmas is around the corner again, and this is a great, great gift to give someone. Okay, so let's talk about three tips to make sure that your self care doesn't morph into a bad habit. So, first one a good rule of thumb to make sure that your self care doesn't morph into a bad habit is the following a bad habit gives you temporary relief, okay? So it's a short-term escape. It's a Band-Aid on the wound and from life stresses and problems, but in the long run, it backfires. Because if you constantly put the Band-Aid on but you never heal the wound, the wound doesn't go away. And that's what a bad habit does. It's something that you keep doing to try and just kind of suppress for the moment the pain, and that but it backfires and eventually it piles up and the pain gets worse and worse. Simple example is if you put your hand on a stove, it's going to burn your hand. You can take a, a, a painkiller, and that may temporarily relieve it, but you still haven't removed your hand from the problem, so it's getting worse and worse and worse. So the temporary Te- taking of the medications, not solving the problem. And the backfiring is that this wound is getting bigger and bigger. Silly example, but it makes the point. Okay. Next thing about, and, and part of this rule of thumb for making sure that it's not a short-term escape is that so, is, is the opposite. Self-care is, is actions that will actually create long-term results. So it's not a short-term fix. It's a long-term change that will enhance your mental health, your brain health, your body health, your financial health, how you enjoy your future, how you move into the future with what's happened to you in your past. So self-care enables all of that to happen. It empowers you to make those changes, whereas a bad habit is is basically just reinforcing um, a Band-Aid approach. The second checkpoint or the second tip to help you check on make sure that your self-care is good for you is that does the self-care reconnect you to your authentic self who you really are your type you your values what you believe in what you want out of your life is your self-care enhancing and growing that or is it actually disconnecting or is it disconnecting you from your true self is it a compromise or are you doing it to kind of please other people keep up with the joneses do what you think you should be doing but it doesn't really align with you and how you see things and i mean what works for some doesn't work for others so This is the question you need to ask yourself. It's not, it it may be that the actual self care activity is good, but for you, it doesn't work. It doesn't align with who you are as a person. It doesn't work for you. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that every self care activity out there is something you should be doing. Maybe you can't do, you know, maybe you need to do a few, three or four different ones that are little ones that build up. Or maybe you just have one self care, but you don't have to adopt everyone's self care and think, oh my gosh, that's a, that's, I should be doing that. As soon as you should be doing that, these kind of pressure on you to keep up with the joneses or to do to be, hold, to be hold, held to a certain standard self care is all about you enhancing your mental and physical and emotional and financial and um, and your well-being health and your well-being and helping you to move through the day and through life into a future where you you can deal with the ups and downs where you recognize that life's not just one big walk in the park, but that you, you, you'll you cry when you need to cry and you'll fall down, but you'll get up again. You know, your resilience is activated. Self-care is helping build resilience. So um, if, if it's taking you away from your authentic self, your resilience will definitely not be building. And it will basically detract from, you know, detract from what you're trying to achieve and become a bad habit. So if you find yourself, so here's some examples, so things that will, disconnect you from your authentic self, self self-care habits that may disconnect you from your true self. Here are some questions to guide if that's happening. If you find yourself avoiding the the things you need to do, so if you're doing something that you're calling self-care but it's actually like stopping you doing what you should be doing. So it could be for example avoiding exercising or avoiding sorting out an issue with someone that You know you need to sort it out because it's becoming the elephant in the room, but you're avoiding sorting it out. So your self-care, oh, I just need to, you know, pull away, create a boundary, you know, that would be definitely the wrong use of a boundary because that would be basically a habit because then it can just come that you just live a life of avoiding and then that carries over into other scenarios that avoiding is how you get away from uncomfortable. I've said it before, I'll say it again, the hard stuff is the good stuff. Okay, so a a good self-care habit is sometimes doing the hard stuff like dealing with an issue and not just putting it off to give yourself a temporary bit of relief. Mind management is not just about controlling negative thinking. It's also about building good habits that boost your willpower to achieve your goals and dreams, helping you live your best life. Indeed, transforming your willpower and productivity can in turn transform tons of life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to major life goals to a sense of peace. This is why I love taking Qualia Mind as part of my daily mind management routine. Neurohacker has combined 28 of the most researched back nootropic ingredients on Earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula. and it's been changing people's lives for years now as part of their mental health toolkit. I noticed the difference in just a few days in my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to get things done. And I love the formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on supporting mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee, so you have almost three months to try Qualia your mind at no financial risk and decide for yourself. See what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com for slash doctor leaf for up to one hundred dollars off qualia mind and as a listener of cleaning up the mental mess use the code doctor leaf at checkout for an additional fifteen percent off any purchase that's neurohacker.com forward slash doctor leaf and use the code doctor leaf for an additional fifteen percent off to experience life changing mental performance from qualia mind the link and details will be in the show notes so another thing is if you feel if, if you're doing something and while you're doing this self care thing you kind of feel guilty or, and you can ask the guilt, guilt, is the guilt because I feel guilty by giving myself time for myself, like maybe um, reading when you feel like you should be working or maybe watching that movie in in um, a little bit longer or watching another episode of something when you feel like you should be working. Now, if that is just a now and then thing, that's not going to be an issue. But if you find that you constantly saying, oh, I need to watch this next, next episode or this next series or this next whatever – um, and you're not getting stuff done. If it's being used as, okay, this is self-care, but actually it's avoidance. Then that self-care is becoming a bad habit. Okay. Um, if you feel worried about something, if you're doing something that's making you feel worry, and it's 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 um, you and anxious that something just doesn't feel right about this, you know, do it a few more times and check if the worry stays there and the anxiety stays there and be curious. The guilt as well, if you're feeling guilty, worried, or anxious while you do this so-called self-care thing, if it's persistent, if it stays, there's a pattern, if it's not going away, be curious. Why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel worried? Why do I feel anxious? What does this mean? Is this not a good self-care activity? Am I doing it to avoid something? Is there something else I should be doing? Should I do that first and then do this? You know, be curious to find out that it's not just becoming a bad habit, that it's, and that underlying hovering anxiety is because you're not dealing with something and you're band-aiding it. Okay, maybe it also doesn't align with your values and your goals. Like maybe you don't feel like you want to do, you know, go for a pedicure every week because you just don't feel like that's, you know, what you need to do. But someone else say that's really important for them. You know, maybe that just makes you feel uncomfortable because it's financially a bit of a strain. That's okay. It doesn't mean that, you, you know, you have to do that. You can do it when it works for you. Maybe you want to do your own pedicure or something like that. It's just to take that little bit of time for yourself. So make sure that it is aligning with your true you, with your how you are, your authentic values and goals. Then the other thing is to check that um, it, it's still aligning with your authentic self is are your actions and habits, I mean, sorry, are are the self-care things that you're doing, are they damaging you in any way physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially? So are you doing something that, You see other people doing for self care, but actually it's damaging you emotionally. It's something that's making you uncomfortable. So maybe someone meditates every morning and they close their eyes and they meditate every morning and that's their self care. But when you find you do that, you get really anxious because you just find closing your eyes and meditating makes you worry about your issues. And you may be better off doing something like neurocycling, where it's more eyes open and cognitive. And so if it's making you feel that you know, if it's making you feel uncomfortable. Uh, and it's damaging you and you're feeling worse, then, you know, question that that's now you're doing it and it's becoming a, a bad habit because you think you should be doing it and you're doing it so often that you're doing it. Because if you do something for nine weeks, it's going to become a habit. So if you do something every day for around nine weeks, you've, you know, it's morphed into a habit. But is it, you know, is it something that you feel that you should be doing because all your friends are doing that? Or that's what, you know, everyone in the, all the wellness gurus that you follow say that you should be doing that. There's so many things on social media where I wake up in the morning and I do this, this, and this. Now, if that works for them, that's great. But if I had to do half of those things that those people are saying, there's no ways I could do them. I have my little routine that works for me, and I can tell you my routine. But it is, you know, but if you try and force that to be your routine as a self-care thing, it may be causing you mental strain. That doesn't work for you. That's what I mean. Okay, so and then um, maybe, maybe your self-care is oh, I'm going to spend more time with friends or your friends have decided or a group of people at work have decided, hey, we're going to definitely spend our self-care is we're going to meet up three times a week to do some kind of game or something like that. And you find that being with certain people in that crowd is actually affecting you. And so it's the self-care is now, but you've got in the habit of doing it because you've done it for nine weeks or whatever in a row, you know, you've been doing it for the whole quarter at school or a um, whole quarter at work or something so, but it's really been affecting you mentally and physically because you, first of all maybe you don't like that game or you don't like that sport or you don't like whatever it may be or just not something that you really want to do in your spare time but you're forcing yourself because that's what the group's doing and to be accepted you know you and it's self-care that's but it's not working for you okay and maybe sometimes you buying things that you cannot afford to buy you know You can be so easily encouraged on social media and with advertising to, hey, you need this thing. You need to use this next gadget or this gizmo or buy this or get that. And, you know, that's your self-care. You deserve it. And and it may be straining your financial means and, you know, then that's not a good thing to be doing. Here, and the third thing that I'm going to share with you about making sure that your self-care doesn't morph into a bad habit is what I call the true self-care litmus test. Okay, so there's a few parts to this. This is the litmus test. So if you feel a sense of peace because you're doing what aligns with your type, you and your authenticity, then it's good self-care, okay? So if you can answer yes to that when you've done it a few times, not just the first time, when you've done it a few times, at least a few weeks, is it giving you a sense of peace? Is it aligning with your authenticity? Second thing, second part of the litmus test. You don't compromise by giving into immediate stress-relieving pleasures because you know you wouldn't feel good about yourself in the long run. Okay, so there's a litmus test. Okay, I'm doing this. It's a self-care, but I feel like I'm compromising. It's just stress-relieving. It's short-term stuff. I don't, if I carry on with this, I'm not going to feel good about myself. That's your litmus test. You ask yourself those questions. Third part of the litmus test you're taking good care of your mind, brain, and body. So you ask yourself, Am, is this that I'm doing? Is this good for my brain? If I'm eating junk food every single day and watching hours of TV and not moving, so I'm not moving and I'm eating, that, there's no problem eating junk food now and then, but if that's all you're eating, or you've got into, you know, maybe created an addiction for certain types of foods that aren't building your nutrition nutritional needs enough, in the long run, maybe now and then, it's fine. But if that's becoming your self-care, that's potentially destructive to your mental and physical health. Um, Are you suppressing? Another example of mental health, are you suppressing stuff? Are you not dealing with issues? You know, are you doing a neuro to to deal with that pain that you're feeling? Or are you turning to something else that started off as self-care to just, oh, I can't think about this in the moment, let me just drown my sorrows. And then you've done it so often that it's now become a habit. So the litmus test is what I'm doing good for my mind, brain and body. Another part of the litmus test is what I'm doing is the self-care that I'm doing good for my financial health in the long run. Can I afford this? Is this something that's actually good for my financial health? Another part of the litmus test is relationships. And that is a self-care by spending time with people that aren't draining you, that are building you and energizing you That's good self-care. But if you with spending time with people where it's self-care, I'm having fun, I'm with people, but they're actually draining you and it's all about um, themselves and they're being very negative or whatever and it's affecting you, that's not good self-care. And then another one is you find something that's fun and you do it, but you know if you carry on doing that fun thing, now and then it's okay, but if it's done on a regular basis, as a regular self-care routine. It actually could be potentially something that you may regret later on. You know, so ask yourself that question. This is fun for now, but if I do this all the time for my self-care, am I gonna regret this later? Next thing. Are you sprinkling moments of pleasure into your life? That's a really, you know, that that's great self-care. Are they are you sprinkling moments of pleasure? So if there's something that really gives you pleasure. Are you making uh, you know making sure that you include that as a regular thing so maybe something that you do write it down and, and almost check you know, put it as a reminder in your phone have I done that, that whatever that is um, and so for, for me for example it would be having fun with my family going out for dinner and having a great conversation with my family uh, spending time looking at photos of my granddaughter when I'm not with her or being with her when we're with her spending time just holding her and then remembering that memory you know it's it's spending having a great Date night with my husband, you know things like that. Um, recalling um, and and really going deep in a conversation with someone that I really enjoy being with. Um, doing my research, you know, these are things that that I I love to do, and I make and reading books I love reading. Sprinkling those into into my life. For a while, I got so busy with my research, I forgot to. I cannot forgot. I just stopped doing the self care habit of of sprinkling the joy of reading great fiction nonfiction, sorry, into my life. And I've started that again. And my kids are reading these books too. Me reading this huge series and we talk about them. And it's sprinkling such great joy into my life. It's great self-care. I can feel the creativity um, pouring back into me as I as I sprinkle this, this self-care into my life. And then finally, last one, ask yourself if this self-care habit that you're doing is something that your future self would actually Love or regret. So, if there's a self care habit that you're doing now, is this something that your future self would be happy that you've done, or is this something that your future self would regret that you've done? Hope you enjoy this. If you enjoy my podcast, I'd love you to leave a review and a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with friends and family because I know this is going to help them and help us all become better at managing our self care, managing our minds, managing our mental health. And when we manage our mental health, we build a better world. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to seeing you next time.